Create with Franz Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. This is Franz Sydney and I am your host and today on episode 115 we welcome our very very special guest. This is Oni. I cannot pronounce your surname. So you're going to tell me what's your surname again? And say it. Mishowski. That's the one everyone. We got it. Whew. Hey, Oni, you are an amazing, amazing therapist and you know all about CBT and you're a wellness coach. So welcome to the show. Thanks, friends. I'm so excited to be here. That's right, guys. You have a surprise today. We're going to talk about mums, sleep worries, intrusive yes. thoughts coming as you are trying to sleep and you can't for hours and right. <laughs> And we're going to talk about those negative thoughts they come through. So let's go in order and, and see one by one all these things. And do they actually disturb you guys? Does anyone here of this large audience of millions that we don't have yet, but we're going to build up on that, right? Does anyone here go to sleep and think, right, I'm going to fall asleep in five minutes, 10 minutes, and then after an hour, they're still there ruminating and ruminating. Ah, I have to do this and I have this task list and that, my child and child number two has this problem, husband has that problem and then at 1am we just collapse and every day is like that. So if that's your problem that you can't sleep or maybe you fall asleep and then you wake up and maybe 3am and you start thinking again, da -da 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 -da. that's the show for you. So I'm very excited to Introduce you to Oni. Just tell us what you do. What is your normal working day? When you have a client, what do you do with them? Tell us all. Sure. So my, my company is Moms Without Capes. And so I work with super moms. I work with moms who are overcommitted and overwhelmed, stressed out, and don't make any time for themselves in their busy days. And so these are the moms that struggle the most with the sleep worries is what I call them, because they're so busy all day that their mind doesn't have time to process any of the thoughts or their feelings that they're experiencing until they lay down to go to sleep. And at that point, their mind is like, okay, now it's time to solve the world's problems. <laughs> and so then they just lay there and, you know, might be grabbing their phone or just tossing and turning all night. And they're not able to get that sleep that we need so bad. And so the cycle just continues. It exasperates as you know, the days and weeks go on. Mm. So my work with clients is I actually have a workshop and a course that covers much, much of, you know, okay. So my background is cognitive behavioral therapy as a licensed therapist. That's the modality that I am drawn to. And that modality is a lot um, with that interconnection between your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. And I was trained in the treatment of insomnia. And so I created a course that encompasses not only sleep hygiene and like creating like that, that bedtime routine, but also helping your mind and body recondition so that your bed equals sleep. And also dealing with, as you mentioned, the negative thoughts that come to mind when your head hits the pillow. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening to us do experience sometimes this, uh, sometimes for them is occasional, but for others is really most days 
But I have a busy day and most nights, it's just a busy night <laughs> if I don't switch off. Is it just the mums that have a problem or do the dads or singles have a problem? Absolutely. Right. I, you know, my audience is super moms. Like my audience is moms. So I, I created the course specifically for mothers, but anyone can benefit. In fact, I've had, I, I also do it as a live workshop and I've had moms come with their teenagers because they too struggle, right? Like teenagers have worries as well that keep them up at night, you know, worries about school and about friends and relationships. And, and of course, everyone, nobody is, um, immune yeah nobody is immune thank you i couldn't think of the right word nobody is immune to, ha to having sleep worries mm -hmm. so absolutely anyone could benefit yeah and plus teenagers they do like using their, their cellular phones or mobile phones if you're in england and they they might be texting their friends all the way through 2 3 a.m and <laughs> so, even if they're not worried they're gonna be awake anyway so so let's talk about these three main worries you told me they were a free basic yes. ones. I was like, we're only three? Let's have a look. So they, they come into these three categories, right? We're typically worrying about just the everyday things. Like, did I put my the permission slip in my kid's backpack? Did I make all the slides for my presentation tomorrow, right? Like just the everyday things that happen during the day, Those that's one of the categories. The second thing we start worrying about is getting to sleep. I won't be able to get to sleep because I had a nap today. I won't be able to sleep. Like you start feeling that anxiety coming up just about getting to sleep. And then you start worrying about the consequence, the consequences of insufficient sleep. And this is, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to mess up that presentation. Or if I don't get enough sleep, I'm not going to be able to drive the hour I need to drive tomorrow. Right? Like you start worrying and again that's anxiety worrying about the future events that you have no control over but those consequences of not getting enough sleep so you've got those three categories where your worries are going to fall into yeah so we do have a work here to do with the beliefs it isn't just the fact that you can't fall asleep but what's going on with the beliefs that we have so how are we using those beliefs in the wrong way or how can we change them what is your opinion on that Sure. So I mentioned um, how the interconnection between your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. Well, your beliefs are actually fueling that that whole bundle, right? Like our thoughts are stemming from the beliefs that we hold about ourselves, about others, about the world. And so when we are looking at our thoughts, like what are those worries? What's coming up for you when your head hits the pillow? You want to um, look at, I, I call it the ABC process. So the A is the activating event. And what is that event or the situation that's happening? Like what, what are you thinking about? That's that thought. And then the belief, what do you think is going to happen? And this might go to the, the worst case scenario or you know any of those things. I'll, I'll, sh I'll share with you an example in a minute. And then your consequence is how are you feeling and what is the intensity of that feeling? Because what that thought that you're having is creating a feeling for you. And we want to name that feeling. And, and I recommend to actually write this down 
the ABC, like the activating event, the belief, and the consequence, which is the feeling, to write it down. And I'm actually providing your listeners with a free download that's like a chart where they can record the ABCs of their sleep worries. And then finally, there's a D. And this is a dispute. And this is, are, are there alternative outcomes? Right, because our mind likes to keep us safe, and so it tends to gravitate towards the negative thinking. And so we want to force our mind to focus on alternative outcomes. Like, is it possible or is it probable? Like, we want to make sure that we are covering all these bases. Now, when you're lying in bed at night, that's not the best time to go through this ABC process. We want to do it when you are at your best version. So that might mean if you're a morning person, you want to just jot down, like, what are the thoughts that are going through your mind? And then that, that next day, you're going to sit down and actually go through the process and come up with those alternative outcomes. And the other thing is you're going to have a lot of that repeat because again, they're stemming from the beliefs and those beliefs have been deeply ingrained in you. And so you're going to notice some themes to the things that you're worrying about. And so when you do that work, when you start doing the work and you start looking at what are the beliefs, what are, what's going on for me? What are the thoughts that I'm having? What are the alternative outcomes? You're going to start seeing some themes emerge. And then the next night when you lay down in bed and those same worries come up or similar, you would have already done the work. And you can remind yourself, I'm not going to solve the world's problems at midnight right now. (laughs) Like I've already done the work when I was at my best, you know, state of mind. And you're going to, along with improving your sleep hygiene, reconditioning your mind and body to to equate the bed with sleep, like with all the other work, you're going to be able to fall asleep faster and get more quality sleep. So I want to just take your listeners through an example of the ABC, how that works. So the activating event, you're lying in bed and you're thinking of the meeting that you have the next day with a potential client, right? The belief is I need to land this client. She could hate me. I'll forget to say something important, right? Like all of those worst case scenarios that are coming up, that's your belief. It's making you feel discouraged, worried, disappointed, those feelings that are emerging because of the thoughts that you're having. And then the D, the dispute, right? The worst case scenario is if you don't land the client, like the worst case scenario would be that you don't land the client, right? And so you would come up with those alternative outcomes or you would collect evidence that disputes that worst case scenario. So I already wrote down the important points. I already made my slides. I already reviewed my notes. I have shown that I am in fact good for this job. I was hired for this job, right? Like all of the evidence that suggests otherwise, that disputes that worst case scenario or disputes any of the thoughts that you're having. Hmm. And so you go through that and you're gonna, again, see those emerging themes. And then at night, the more work you do on this, on, on challenging your negative thinking, the better your sleep's going to get. Mm-hmm. So does it mean then that if we have an event that is going to happen in the morning, whatever that is, 
positive, negative, interested or not. If we have set up ourselves that we we think, okay, I will need to have this sorted out and that and that and that, and the shoes have to be here, the ticket has to be there, the car has to be in this position, everything is going to be ready. Because we know that we ticked everything, then we can fall asleep knowing we do not have to rush because you know if you're rushed then that's going to be his own set of problems right <laughs> so this this process actually can be used during the day as well right now we're applying it to the nighttime but you can easily like when you're having those negative thoughts during the day you can apply the same process looking at what are the thoughts that are creating the feelings for you and then disputing those thoughts. Start challenging them and turning your focus to those thoughts that are serving you rather than the thoughts that are keeping you up at night or rather than the thoughts that are, you know, keeping you in that negative headspace. Yes. So let's let's pretend that a person has done already, has read all the books, has done all the courses, has done everything, but still they are there lying in bed and they can't sleep, even if their mind is blank just awake and so would it be better just to get out of bed and maybe uh, use a mobile phone and check for messages and do some correspondence here and there or getting a boring book or watching half of a movie or or would it be like even more stimulating if we do that what it would be this your... is a great question yeah this is a great question so okay. you've, you've brought up a few things so if you're lying in bed and your mind is blank and you're like not really dealing with any worries or anything, but you just can't sleep, you do not want to stay in bed, right? You might want to wait five minutes and if you're still not sleeping, get up out of bed. Now you do not go on your phone and you don't do, cause that is stimulating, right? We, we learned all about like the blue light and like how it activates neurons in your brain. And so you want to get out of bed because that's teaching your mind like or your body that you know that lying in bed doesn't necessarily equal sleep and we want we only want to use our bed for three activities sleep when you're sick and sex that's it <laughs> other than that you don't want to read in bed you don't want to play like watch television in bed all of those things are reconditioned like are conditioning your mind to equate bed with something else Mm -hmm. And so if you're lying in bed, you want to get out, you want to do something that's non-stimulating. You want to maybe go sit, keep the lights down low and go sit in like a spot, a, you know, a spot in your house that is still quiet. Maybe you do want to read a boring book, right? Like, <laughs> that, that, I mean, when you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, that if that's going to put you to sleep and you want to maybe spend 10, 15 minutes engaged in that low stimulating activity and then go try again go lay down and then perhaps you, that means that you need to add some more activity in your day like some physical activity maybe that means you need to learn some some relaxation techniques to be able to get your body to rest right and and all of that stuff is actually covered in my course i go over a few different techniques and different ideas of things to try and and really approach it with curiosity like, let's see, you know, let's try this. And for so long, like if you are night after night doing that, and I do want to point out, if you are like, if you are struggling to sleep, your first stop is going to be with your doctor. You want to see like, is there, is there something like inheritantly causing you not to sleep? 
you want to get that all checked out. And so my course is for moms or, or anyone actually who struggles with sleep, but has already got clearance from their doctor. Like they've already tried like it, but if they don't want to try medication, if they want to try like just working on like, you know, I cover the bedtime routine, how to create a bedtime routine that, that brings you to a point of calmness and sets the sets the sets the role like you know your your body gets used to like okay first i'm going to do the first i'm going to brush my teeth then i'm going to get on nice comfortable pajamas then i'm going to light a candle and i'm going to do some journaling then i'm going to play some calming music right like so if you're doing that every night your body's like and your mind are like oh okay we're getting ready to sleep now right it starts it it catches on <laughs> it starts catching on to to that this is this is what we do just just like baseball players they go out on the field and warm up before it's time for a big game right because then they they know like that it's muscle memory they know that the, a, a big game is coming and they're going to have to give their all same thing with sleep we've got to warm up in order to to sleep oh, there we go that i like this um, thought about warming up to sleep you know mm-hmm. it's something that you don't think about is like you warm up before going to the gym no no marathon no sleep you warm up before that's a really right. you can't go 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 and then drop in bed and be like okay yeah. it's time to sleep that's <laughs> it thing. doesn't work that way and so let's say that you have like a, a small child and this small child say from like 10 to 15 so they don't really have all this huge amount of tasks in their mind because they don't live in the same Uh, way of the adults you know they have different preoccupations in the night no no I don't want to go to sleep but it's late you're going to school tomorrow and they are but I can't sleep until 1am and I can't just tell them all this stuff because it looks like um, it's a little bit complex for them to understand this so what would be a simplified version although they're not mums I get it but <laughs> I was gonna say I don't, I don't work with children but I have children and I don't even think we mentioned that but I have six children So I am I am a busy super mom. <laughs> busy lady. But the person I do make time for myself and I do sleep incredibly well. Like I've used a lot of the techniques that I teach in my course myself and it has definitely improved my sleep. But with my own kids and I'm thinking and I'm like I'm trying to think of like the nights that they struggle with going to sleep and of course they're all different. Some of them will go to bed and they'll be out in like 5-10 minutes. Other ones it takes a little bit longer. And again, that goes back to that bedtime routine. Like when they're younger, setting up the stage for them to get a good night's sleep. So making sure that they're comfortable, maybe having that set routine and when I when I start out doing a routine with somebody when we start talking about, we start brainstorming some activities of what they would like to include. And we play around with them. Like they might try that for a few nights and we write it down so that they follow that. So then they start getting into the rhythm of like, this is what I'm going to do first. This is what I'm going to do second. And then finally, it's going to be time to turn off the light and be in bed. And so brainstorming with the child, like, okay, this is what we need to do in order to get you ready for bed, in order to warm up for bed, to go back to that, right? Like what, what, what do we need to do? And then getting that child in the routine of doing those things and like okay it's finally get a drink of water it's always the drink of water right like <laughs> as soon as they get down it's like mom can you get me a drink of water so including that in the in the bedtime routine and getting them into that rhythm of 
of having sleep follow that. Yeah, so just give it some structure. Like we know in the morning we're gonna have breakfast. Most people will go to work or to school. That's the time. We don't just stop doing it. Yeah, and we so we need that too as adults. Yeah, yeah we, we, we want to put a little bit of structure. So if we go to bed, what will be a good time for going to bed for an adult? Is there like a time or can we just all go to bed at midnight or something? What do you think? It, it actually differs. I mean, you know your, yourself best. And again, it goes back to that curiosity of like, okay, well, what, when do you feel the best? How many hours of sleep do you need in order to feel your best? And that's different. Now, of course, they do, do the guidelines. Like, I think it's eight to 10 um, hours of sleep. And also it changes through the seasons of your life as well. Like, you know, we know adolescents require more sleep just in order to function better right and as you get older like you might need less and so that changes but the one important thing is is to be consistent with your sleep because of the circadian rhythms and to make sure that your body is getting enough time to you know I know that we do a lot of our body and our mind does a lot of work while we're sleeping at the cellular level and so making sure that you are staying consistent with your sleep like it can be detrimental to your health to be staying up super late, say on the weekends. You know, if you're gonna, if, if you wanna go to bed, if you wanna set it at like 10 o'clock, then make sure during the weekend you keep that pattern because otherwise you're always playing catch up and it it can be detrimental to your health and well being for sure. Oh, I see. Because I remember when I was like in my late 20s, I was going to a discotheque on a Saturday <laughs> and then Sunday morning I was dead I couldn't keep my eyes open yeah. it was so hard now I stopped going to the discotheque so I'm, I'm a different hey, live and learn life. live and learn <laughs> when you know I go to the discotheque and I go what the heck is everyone doing here I'm just like ah <laughs> so it is different and we do know that the consequences of not having sleep can be really detrimental for the immune system for how we recover from infection, cancer, the type of sleep we have will affect our... I don't know why I'm gesticulating, because there's no video here. <laughs> I am gesticulating. <laughs> I mean, our cognitive abilities, our decision-making, our memory, there's a lot that's affected. It's a lot of stuff. And also, it could be our mood, because if we cannot sleep, and then people in the family will wake us up, because they, they go live, um, then... We kind of be like irritated. Oh no, why did uh, the two-year-old wake up? Yeah, because he woke up, you know? <laughs> yeah. But we haven't slept, so we feel... There's a point of exhaustion where the young mom has maybe two or three children that are very young and they're all over the place and she's just exhausted. You can tell she's exhausted because she might have a very short fuse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's just tired. So it's a very special program for new moms as well, or is that the same thing? Because you can't put the routine there or think about negative. It's just that the children keep you up and then you can't go to sleep because you've been woken up so many times. Is there something special you can do then? So that is why I don't work with new moms. Ah, <laughs> no, I do work, actually my one-on-one -on -one program I do. And that, you know, my one-on-one -on -one program is a lot with like boundary setting and helping you like with perfectionism and people pleasing and making space for yourself. So my sleep program, I would say, while there's bits and pieces of it that could definitely be helpful to a new mom, it's a whole different season. Like you are responding to your newborn's sleep schedule. Like you, it, it, like you said, you can't put a newborn on a 
you know, a strict schedule or anything or like work on like their their sleep habits. It, it, it's not. And you are rea- reacting and responding to a newborn. And so it's very unpredictable and it's very personal. And so I would say only bits and pieces of that could actually apply to that season of life. So we're going to be realistic, guys. There is a hope for everyone. But if you have lots of small babies, don't expect to sleep the whole night, every <laughs> night, because you'll be a miracle. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll be praying for you. <laughs> we know what it's you'll like. You'll make it through, I promise. You'll well, make you know it better than me, six, kill, you know, six kids, you, you spend at least six years not sleeping well. Yes. Um, In sleep deprivation, yes. Yeah, but then was... sleep when your baby sleeps. That's one of the big things, right? Like, don't worry. The laundry will still be there. The dishes, everything will still be there. Ask for help. That's important, right? And, but sleep when your baby's sleeping so that you're not walking around like a zombie. So, yeah, that's so useful to know. So there are things we can do um, before we resort to sleeping pills or whatever, because, you know, we really want to address for those negative thoughts. And um, even if I have an event that is really happy, for example, I'm going to a concert and I'm really excited because it's my favorite band, so it's nothing negative. I will be so bursting and then I can't sleep. So I would use the same technique and say, I'll talk about it to myself tomorrow. But for now, I'm just going to lay down and think. And you know, one thing that I really use sometimes, if I'm like thinking too much about tomorrow, I'm going to do this and I'm just, uh, I'm going to count to myself one to four and when I'm breathing up like mm-hmm. and just one two three four when I hold it for four like the square breathing and when I take down to four usually on the third time I'm gone <laughs> yes no and actually keeping a pen and pencil or a pencil and paper on your nightstand mm-hmm. so that way you can write down the like even just some keywords Like write down some main words of the thoughts that are going through your mind. So that way you can get at least remind yourself like it's out of your mind and it's on paper and something that it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it has actually been shown to work is to create a time in your day for worry. So have an actual worry time and say, okay, from the hours of one o'clock to one I am going to look at my list and I'm going to worry about the things that I was worrying about last night, right? It sounds ridiculous, but it works. And so by the time you look at that list, there might you might have had 10 things written down that were going through your mind at night. You look at that list and eight of them might have either worked themselves out or might seem like not worth the worrying. And then there's like one or two things and you're like, okay, well, what can I do about these two things? How can I, how can I, you know, come up with those alternative solutions? Yeah. You can always just tell yourself, okay, I can, I can see that we're busy thinking about this task but I'm deciding to set a time aside tomorrow for this and I'm just gonna let it go now and and that's my decision and eventually I another technique I use if very rare <laughs> because I really sleep like a log but maybe I take 20 minutes one day instead of 10 I'm like okay a thought is coming to me and you know the mind is like a theater and so we are the producer the actors are coming in and we're like we only want certain types of actors here Yeah, and it gives you more control of your worries. Instead of letting your worries control you, they become less intrusive. Yeah. And just, they allow you to, like, it also breaks that habit of dwelling mm, on your thoughts. Yeah. Like that soundtrack, 
where you're constantly playing it over and over your mind, it breaks that habit by creating that worry yeah. period. We say we don't want this, it's not gonna it's not welcome yeah. now. We're just gonna shove it off and eventually the brain learns, oh, we're not allowed to think of that when we're going to sleep. When we're going to sleep we're only counting and thinking about something really relaxing, like I'm walking in the forest or something. So you you cannot think of two things at the same time. The, the brain cannot focus properly on two yes. things at the same time. That's why we have accidents. People text while we're driving and have they terrible accidents because <laughs> the traffic is still going, but your brain is switching off distracted from yeah. one to the other, and it cannot focus on both because our brain doesn't do that. We're not as multitasking as we think. And so it's important just to think, well, I can't concentrate on that, so I can concentrate on something else. I'm just going to count one, two. When you do that, all the thoughts recede because you can't count while thinking about, oh, tomorrow I go this football game. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. Yeah. So, oh, guys, this was so fun to listen to. It's less fun if you are not sleeping at all. But it's so <laughs> encouraging to know, you know, people like Oni who are spending their life trying to help people who cannot sleep to actually get to sleep and feel amazing in the morning. So I really want to thank you for all this time that you had with us to tell us all about this and, and I know you have a program and there is a PDF and a voucher. Tell us this and we have very few minutes left. Sure. Yeah. So if you go to um, momswithoutcapes.com backslash create, you're going to find a PDF download cop like a downloadable copy of that ABC log um, that will help you implement what we just talked about. And then I'm also going to give you a code so that you can get 20% off of my Sleep Matters program. Ooh. And so that's an that's a digital course. You don't have to come to, I'm in Montana, USA. You don't have to come here to take the course. It's all digital. And with that special code, because you're a listener of Create With Friends, then you will get 20% off of enrollment. Well, so, yeah. So good. I hope you guys all go to visit the only Michalski. Michalski. <laughs> I married into that name. <laughs> I'm terrible with pronunciation. I apologize to all the people who know how to pronounce, pronounce this properly. But I'm so glad to have you here because I'm sure a lot of people cannot sleep. And anything that we can do to help will be amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us. Yes, thanks for having me. All right, guys, it's 30 minutes and 20 seconds, so we're going to have to just uh, close the um, curtains and say bye-bye to everyone. Thank you for being with us. And um, if you like the episode, please share it with everyone, with people who are not good sleepers, and click like and even share a review, because we all need reviews so that more people can know about how to use mindsets. Uh, hacks, I call them mindset hacks, to you know, change our life and create the life that we really want. And today we talked about the life that we want, which means we are sleeping and we're waking up nice and refreshed. So again, guys, thank you for being with us and I'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye bye. You listen to Create with Frank Sydney.